Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark here, your host of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to have you all as a part of this episode today. We're super excited to be with you and super excited to know that we have this time together uh, to grow together and to build. Uh, this is an exciting time uh, for our nonprofits uh, because uh, this is the beginning of the new year. And uh, some of you have started your uh, new fiscal year as a result or connected to um the the calendar year and uh, others you're halfway through your fiscal year so this is a, a interesting time no matter where you stand but i wanted to uh, focus today our attention on uh, this topic of how to 10x your fundraising strategy and whether you're starting out um at uh, at the top of this year with your uh fundraising goals because it's the beginning of your fiscal year or you're in the process of finishing out the next six months and starting your planning for the beginning of your fiscal year to begin july 1. Uh, this is a great time to have this conversation and so i want to uh, talk with that uh, talk with you about all that and uh, before we get started just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by drwilliampclark.com if you want uh, to uh, schedule time to meet up with me just simply go to drwilliampclark.com and uh, we'll be glad to schedule time to talk about your fundraising goals your nonprofit, and the projects that you're working on where uh, you feel like you can really uh really multiply and scale your results and move towards sustainability. So again, go to drwilliampclark.com. Now, i uh, got three things to share with you regarding uh, how to 10x uh, your strategy for fundraising. And uh, some of these things are really just common sense things that you're likely already doing. But I want to uh, just focus attention a little bit more on these things, uh, perhaps bring some things to your attention that you haven't considered but need to consider uh, as you're working on your strategy. Now, like any other goal, the first thing you want to do is focus on setting a bottom line goal. What is it that you want to accomplish? So what's that number? In the case of nonprofits uh, we're in fundraising, we're talking about numbers. We want to know the number that you're dealing with. We want to know you know, what you're trying to raise, how much you're trying to raise, what's the dollar amount. And um, if you're listening to this and you just have this shyness about talking about money and how to raise money and how to reach your goals, uh, uh, why you should really be talking about money, really, this is an important part of the process for you to really think about why there needs to be a comfort level talking about uh, resources, money, dollars. The reality is uh, without dollars in place, it's very difficult to have serious conversations about how an organization can sustain uh, for the long period of time, right, for an extended period of time. And, and why does that matter? Well, at the end of the day, uh, your organization is here to meet a very specific need. Uh, your organization is here to solve a very specific problem. Your organization is here to serve a very specific customer or demographic. If you're in a position where your organization is no longer able or capable of serving the needs of the customer, then you're running the risk of harming a lot of people, and particularly those who depend upon you, those who look to your organization for resources and direction and guidance and support as they navigate whatever challenge they're navigating uh, with the help of your team and your organization. So money allows for your organization to uh, talk about scale of services, sustainability for the long haul, and providing high value services that really are going to and continue to make a difference uh, within the community that you're targeting. So you have to talk about money. You have to talk about the bottom line goal. 
I do want to make a comment here uh, as it relates to fundraising and setting a bottom line goal for board members. Uh, that has increasingly become a conversation uh, as I'm working with clients, concerns about board members, uh, concerns uh, about uh, how board members uh, should add value, could add value, and just a comfort level of board members with the fundraising process. At the end of the day, if you're going to serve on a board, if you're going to help an organization, if you're going to contribute to the long-term viability of an organization, it's important for you as a board member to think about this, that a nonprofit is a business. Uh, we tend to use the word charity as a way of, of really defining a nonprofit services. And while there is a lot of charity that goes into the work that we do because we're giving away uh, services and resources, we're doing it out of the uh, love that we have in the bottom of our hearts, and it's truly motivational uh, in that sense. It, it is a term, charity can be a term that can derogatorily define and describe what a nonprofit is. A nonprofit is a business structure that is uh, a part of our American system here uh, in the U.S. that is designed to reinvest profits or dollars that are left over at the end of a fiscal year back into the organization to provide ongoing services. So instead of having a quarterly or annual distribution um, that is a part of the uh, Articles of Corporation of this organization, a nonprofit organization says whatever profits we have, we reinvest uh, into, the uh, into the organization, we reinvest into our programs, we reinvest into the services of our customers. That's why it's a nonprofit. And we as nonprofit leaders have to understand the business model ourselves, number one, but also manage our nonprofits like the businesses that they really are. We need to generate money to pay our bills and to cover expenses and to pay our staff and to cover overhead and to pay our rent and utilities and to cover programmatic costs, et cetera, et cetera. We need revenue to invest uh, and to become sustainable, in some cases generate earned income and become competitive uh, so that we can have outside money other than grants supporting us. So for board members and for uh, staff members and leaders of our nonprofits, it is a business. Back to our, our main point here, our first point here, as you're establishing your 10x strategy for fundraising and you embrace the idea that you are running and leading a business and you are facilitating the growth and sustainability and scale of a business, you have to have a bottom line goal that's driving all activity. All activity. Yeah, you have to have a bottom line goal that's driving all activity so that you know what you're trying to raise, how much you're trying to raise. What is that very specific dollar amount you're trying to raise uh, for your organization? Now, for the sake of this um, this particular example, we're going to uh, focus on a dollar amount of $100,000, and uh, we're going to use that as our goal here uh, to, to kind of start with as a baseline. Now, you may say, uh, that's not big enough, and that's fine. But we're going to use this for easy math purposes. Some organizations are going to use this dollar amount for their entire organizational budget. Uh, others are going to use this dollar amount uh, for a program budget. But we're going to start with $100,000, right? And this leads to the second point. If we're going to talk about 10 xing strategy for fundraising, we got to have a bottom line goal, number one. And then here's the next thing that we got to do once we have that bottom line goal. We now have to move towards multiplying our pursuit. 
So we have a goal of $100,000. Now we got to multiply our pursuit of those dollars. Now, what about what do I mean by that? What I mean by this is if you have a $100,000 goal that you're trying to achieve, you need to multiply how much you pursue to get that goal. So if you're saying I need $100,000 and all you pursue is $100,000, one or two things are going to happen. One, you're actually going to hit that goal and you'll never achieve more than what that is. So you might just hit it right on the nose. And or two, which is more likely to happen, you're going to achieve and, and receive a lot less than what you're targeting just because of the laws of attrition, uh, the laws of business, pursuit, business development, etc. So we want to have a mindset of multiplying our pursuit by 10x. This is the 10x strategy. So if you're pursuing $100,000 for a program or a budget uh, for your organization or for an initiative or for whatever the case may be, you have to multiply that thing by 10 so that you have a pursuit of literally $1 million. This means that if you are going to pursue $1 million, you believe and you know because the math bears it out, laws of averages bear it out, uh, history bears it out, that you're going to have a 10% success rate off that $1 million, which if you do the math, it'll bring you at to uh, at or around $100,000. Now, depending on the year, depending on the topic, depending on um, how, uh, how the market is performing or areas of interest for the funder or how well you've been doing, uh, you may in, in fact achieve more than that $100,000 goal just because you've just been blitzing uh, the market and pursuing high quality leads. You may fall just a little short of the $100,000, but the goal here, the goal here of this conversation and the goal of your focus is not to just specifically focus on $100,000 just to say, I did it, give me a star on my uh, test. It is to say that we are developing an approach, a philosophy, organizational philosophy, a culture of how we raise money. And we're going to go through this process over and over and over again because we have a sales machine a sales engine a sales process that we believe in that is consistent that continues to generate results and we know that if we follow this process this funnel this sales engine we're going to get x results even if we're trying to raise fifty thousand dollars we're going to 10x that we all we already know that if we need to raise 50 we just need to put that in a calculator and we know we need to pursue 500 to get to the 50. that the math remains the same now, when you're multiplying uh, your pursuit, you want to employ three different things here, three different things. Uh, you want to have a strategy for your pursuit, right? The strategy can be in the form of letters. It can be in the form of competitive proposals. It can be in the form of um, outreaches, et cetera, right? It may be in the form of uh, unsolicited solicitation. It may be in the form of whatever the case may be. Right. It may be in the form of just partnering with people, but you need to have a strategy in place. The second thing you need to consider when multiplying your pursuit by 10, and I've already mentioned it, but it has to have its own category. In addition to the strategy, you need to have an approach that focuses on competitive proposals. This includes grants and RFPs. Right. While that can be a part of your general strategy, you may be one of those organizations that has a totally different strategy that does not include competitive proposals, right? So you may say, where well, we're going to, as part of our strategy, go to our current funders and ask uh, for an increase in donations. You may have as a strategy 
that we're going to go to our board and ask them to help us raise uh, a certain percentage of these dollars, right? You may have another strategy that says that we're going to uh, expand the, the number of services, the types of services that we provide so that maybe we don't increase uh, our per uh, person cost or charge, but we just serve more people. Right. And instead of serving 10, we're going to serve 20 and you multiply that 20 by your service dollar amount, then I'll get you to where you need to be. Right. That may be part of your strategy. But if that is your strategy or something like that, you may need to consider adding competitive proposals to the process. Right. Whether you're doing it or not, this is not about whether you're doing it or not. This is about perhaps if you're doing it, do more of it or expanding the type of competitive proposals you're in pursuit of or you're co or competing for. Right. What type of grants are you competing for? If you're a small organization and you're competing at a much lower level, you might want to consider it's time to multiply uh, our pursuit or who we're pursuing or how much we're pursuing or pushing ourselves and pushing the envelope in our pursuit. Perhaps you haven't considered pursuing RFPs to provide a service uh, to an organization or municipality, etc. And this may be the time to do that, to consider that. So competitive proposals can be. A, a credible approach to help you pursue uh, the 10x uh, strategy for your goal. Lastly, we mentioned this one too, partners, right? Partners may not be a part of the original strategy, but if it's not, now it's a good time to look at partners as a way to say, you know what, uh, we can do more by partnering and being with other organizations, serving with them, being a subcontractor to them, uh, or perhaps maybe we pursue something, we're the majority, we're the prime contractor, but we subcontract with other partners to expand capacity and increase our revenue, increase our ability to raise money. So we have a bottom line goal. Then we're going to multiply that, our, our goal by multiplying our pursuit by 10 times. You have a goal of $100,000 to raise. You're going to try to pursue $1 million, all right? And as you do this, this leads to the last uh, bullet here, and that's to simply execute and repeat. Execute and repeat this process. It's not something you do once just to say, well, we raised $100,000 and it's over. No, this is something you do as a tactic, as an approach, as a cultural shift, uh, as a way to navigate from one point to the next continuously, that we're going to continuously pursue uh, this process of setting goals, multiplying by 10, execute and repeat, and keep it going for every program. This strategy is not only good for fundraising. This is good for your recruitment efforts. This is good for your board development efforts. This is good for community engagement efforts. This is good for any, uh, any approach that you're looking to address, any problem you're looking to solve in your organization. But particularly with fundraising, you have to have an attitude of ongoing execution and repeating this process and being super consistent. Because what ends up happening that when you start to be consistent uh, in this area and pursuing uh, revenue consistently, having a 10X approach and attitude with everything you're doing, you will start to, if you haven't done so already, developing processes and systems on how to do this, You'll start to see the trends and similarities between uh, pursuing dollars here and there. And you start you will start to notice that by 10xing, things become a lot more simpler because there are a lot of similarities between all the opportunities we're pursuing. And we end up doing a lot less work because we have a 10x attitude 
and a 10x approach. But if you are looking at every grant opportunity as a standalone opportunity and we got to write everything from scratch, we got to start from the bottom and we got to do everything unique as if like we've never done this before. Yeah, it's going to feel like a lot of work for some of you. Maybe you may be saying, hey, we, we got standard language that we use. And I've seen some of this stuff where, where people have shared their standard language. And what we would get over was a one pager or two pager of standard language, quite frankly. If that's your approach, that's not good enough. That means that there hasn't been enough investment into the process of 10x and multiplication to build a strong proposal template or what we call uh, in some circles a master grant application. That effort is needed. It's important. It's essential. It's required to allow 10x to have its full bloom and impact within your organization. So if you're going to 10x your strategy for fundraising this year, in 2024 or beyond, keep in mind these three things we talked about. Set a bottom line goal. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Number two, multiply your pursuit of that goal by 10x by utilizing a strategy, competitive proposals and partners. And then lastly, and probably more importantly, execute and repeat. Be consistent in all this. Don't give up. Don't quit. Be consistent. You will fall. You will make mistakes. But it's about finding out the trends, the uh, the cycle of how things happen, uh, how things are moving, the uh, the system that you're cultivating that can give you 10x leverage. Now, if you're listening to this podcast or this recording and you want to talk about it more with me, I'm happy to do so. And uh, our team is standing by to take your call and to have a conversation about your fundraising goals or what you're working on in your organization where you know at some point we're going to need some resources, we're happy to have that conversation. Simply go to drwilliampclark.com and click on Schedule a Consultation. We'll be happy to have that conversation with you. In addition, we have other cool resources on our website that are designed to help inform, educate uh, all of you who are in the process of building your organizations to become sustainable through competitive proposals. We have more more resources coming this year, which I'm super excited about, and I cannot wait to share that with you. But stay tuned to drwilliampclark.com for all the resources that will be coming out and resources that are here. And we'll be glad to speak with you and be a part of your journey as you're building your organization. This is Dr. William Clark. We'll catch you next time. See you, everybody.